Hey everybody, this is Leo Longoria, your one of three hosts for the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. Welcome to episode one. We are at Spindle Tap Brewery today. We just finished our chili cook-off and we're excited to be here. Mm -hmm. This podcast is for you, for you to learn about our uh, what we experience in Texas, drinking beer and going to different breweries around the state. Like I said before, my name is Leo Longoria. Uh, we have two other uh, uh, co-hosts on the podcast today. First, we're gonna start off with Mr. Rodney Woodard. Rodney, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Rodney Woodard. I'm from Houston, Texas. I went to the show, went to Noah Shore. Um, uh, one thing about me is I just came up with a calendar um, just highlighting uh, women in craft beer. Just wanted to give women a voice in craft beer um, so they can go on and open up their own breweries, open up their own shops or whatever it is. And a portion of the proceeds is going to, um, for the continual education of women, um, it's gonna go to the road to 100. So for women to become Cicerone certified beer servers, and then they can go on beyond that. So yeah, man, that's what I'm doing right now. Came out here today because Leo uh, ended the chili cook-off and was like, hey, Rodney, you want to come out? So, man, it's um, getting a chance to come out, hang out with good people, Leo and Bobby and his wife, and um, always definitely a good time when I, when I get to hang around these people. So, yeah. Thanks, Rodney. And uh, our next uh, guest, or not necessarily guest host, but just co-host is uh, Mr. Bobby Beasley. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm Bobby Beasley. I've been in the Houston craft beer world for about three to four years now. Um, back pew. I've done sampling for quite a few other breweries, including Spindletap, where we are today. Chili cook-off was really fun. Um, a lot of y'all know me from probably trolling the Houston beer pages, whether it be beer um, and photography. Um, I like to have fun with it. It's a fun community. Um, we all love it. We all love to interact with each other. And uh, so if you've seen my photography or some of my videography, I'm, I'm always doing, trying to do something fun with it and just enjoy the scene. That's probably the best thing about Houston Beer is the community and I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it and happy to be here with, with you, Leo. Thanks, man. Appreciate that, Bobby. So, uh, well, my mic is a little bit hot there, so I'm gonna turn that down just a little bit. So, uh, uh, Rodney, tell us a little bit more about your calendar, the woman of color in craft beer. Most definitely, Leo. So the reason why I came out with this calendar is because I, I wanted to be able to give uh, women a voice um, in an in a industry where they weren't being heard. And so what I mean by that is um, when I was shooting the calendar, some of the women were like, hey, you know, I go to, I go to breweries and they're like, don't want to try a seltzer, don't want to try this. And they're like, no, we want to fucking try a, a good ass beer, you know? because they know it's, they're there because they know. And, and so what I wanted to do is give them confidence to be able to walk into any brewery and say, hey, this is what I want and you know, this is what I deserve. You know, treat me with respect and show me exactly, um, you know, the same respect that you would show a guy that's coming there asking for some beer. Um, so yeah, man, that, that was the reason for the calendar. Um, a lot of the women that are in the calendar, they're everyday women that are in that are in um, pharmacy that are in veterinarian that are in education uh, but also there's some women in there that actually um, 
actually work in the industry. Um, just like Ashley, out of she's local uh, from Houston, but she actually works um, in the industry in Austin uh, for Canarchy. And so, oh well, yeah, um, I know Ashley. She's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. And, you know, and that's the thing, Leo. Man, these women that I have in here, they're awesome. Their tenacity, they're they're just focused when it comes to their having a the love for the for the industry and the passion. You know, is there. And so, like I said, man, I just want to bring them to the forefront and show them, um, show them in their own elements, you know. Cause I've, and I myself have learned a lot from women in craft beer, uh, Ashley being one of them. You know, she's been in the industry for a long time uh, and she's super knowledgeable. And I like when I learn from somebody like that because it, it makes me feel like, you know, I don't know it all. It's, uh, and it's not just about me or men or whatever it's it's for everybody and that's what i love about craft beer in texas and, yeah. and, or worldwide actually yeah yeah most yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and most definitely you know um like i told you earlier today i shipped out my first calendar um international uh going to italy today and, and nice. so that's a, huge that's that's that, pretty man that's right? not a small feat no italy no italy yeah and, and so um you know that that lets me know that i'm on the right track um but when as soon as i put out the calendar man I had women from um, Chicago Tennessee from um, uh, California from Detroit just reach out to me and they're like hey we want to be a part of this what do we need to do and, and that's the thing man I wanted to um, to be able to give women a voice and the, the the voice that I've given to them they've actually any woman that's come across this even today here at the chili cook-off I mean, the women are like, what, what is it that I need to do to help you promote? I want to be a part of it, okay? So like I said, this is a woman of color um, calendar. They were like, oh, okay, um, well, what do you need from me? You know? Mm. I mean, I, I just don't see a man being like, hey, it's a woman of color calendar. How can I help you? But they're like, it's a woman of color calendar. And she was like, okay, do you, I can hold the lighting for you. I can assist you with doing stuff, and, and so that's great, you know, man. That's awesome. Just just the welcoming, the welcoming arms that I have from women, from women. Period. Doing this, doing this shoot, man. It's been, it's been overwhelming. Like, it's been overwhelming because I, I I knew that I was gonna have to get out there and like do the footwork and and get out there and, and market this, but i just didn't know that it was going to be this welcoming you know yeah, that's so, awesome so i'm a photographer um obviously and uh when you shoot with people especially you don't know it can be a little unnerving whether it's you shooting or the model when you met these women um i'm assuming that most of the time it was the first time y'all met um what what would you say like helped you break through those first nerves whether it was you them that were nervous or it was you that was nervous what was what helped? What was the common bond that y'all were able to come across? To because I'm looking at your calendar and everybody looks very, very relaxed, very well posed. Like it's very natural, and that's the hardest thing as a photographer to get. Um, so what helped you break that wall? Because as a photographer, that's the hardest thing. It really is. It's the hardest thing to get through, is to break that wall. And all these women look very confident in all their photos. And for one, I want to applaud you on that. But I also want to applaud every woman that's in these photos. Thank because you. as a photographer, I'm, that's no small feat. That's that literally is the hardest thing to find that comfort zone between. It's a trust between you and that person. And uh, what would you credit to that? Because because I, I mean I feel I'm looking. It's an 18 month calendar. I'm looking at all 18, and I feel like you nailed it on 18 to 18. 
So what would you accredit to that? Like what, what helped do that? Was it y'all's bond between craft beer or was it was it on a deeper level? Or you know what, what really did you vibe with these women on? Because I can tell there was a connection there. Bobby, yeah. since you asked that, man, I would say it was beer. Beer? B-E-E-R. Beer. Um, and, and so the reason why I say that, man, is because a lot of the women, they were like, oh, man. Okay, I, I, I would start off, like I said, I would start off asking, what what is it that you like? What, what's your best side? Mm-hmm. You know, and they were like, well, I don't know. I said, okay, let's go get a beer. And I guess that was the good thing about being at a brewery doing the shoot is that uh, Urban South was like, hey, Rodney, we got this. Here goes the list over here. If you need somebody to serve you a beer, we can serve you a beer. And so that was the best thing, man. Just just being able to lighten the mood, you know. For sure. Because like you said, in order to be able, I mean, I probably have like, Three to five thousand photos of these mm-hmm. women that I shot looking indecisive, looking yeah, hell because yeah. because I'm not only them, but I'm looking indecisive as a, as a photographer on the other end, and it's like I, I think that's okay, you know. <laughs> For and, sure. And, and and that's the thing, man. That's the thing that I realize is like when you realize that you're confident in the element that you're in, mm-hmm. then the person on the other end they're going to be more confident. So I can actually say. During this calendar, man, I actually grew. You know, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I never, I never would. I, I mean, I'm here with Leo and, and Bobby, you know, and his <laughs> wife. I, I never knew that. Um, you know, I'm still like, I'm still dumbfounded because I never knew that um, it was gonna take this amount of growth to get to where to where I am right now. But I mean, the growth as far as me knowing how to market the calendar, but even for me uh, just as a man you know uh, right now I look scruffy and stuff like that going out the nobody beard. sees it on the podcast you look however they want <laughs> right yeah, yeah. and so yeah so I'm I'm, 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 I'm my hair is jet black hair with curly hair you know silky smooth, <laughs> silky smooth. but no but you know I got a got a scruffy beard but I know that that's for the element and, and for the time where I am right now. You know, you don't look like this all the time. And just like this calendar, it came from an idea to just, to being able to put it on paper. Um, everything, like I said, from every photo, I took every photo to designing the calendar. Um, that was something that I did. And it was just, um, like I said, man, it, it's been it's been a, so, a, a Rodney, real journey. And not to interrupt you, but so you said, you mentioned that the, the funds from this this calendar are going to go to help women become certified uh, beer servers in the Cicerone program, correct? Yeah, so Cicerone, so right. Cicerone certified beer servers, um, yeah. So it's about 10% of, of the, the proceeds from, from this is going to go to um, a friend of mine has a charity, Eugenia uh, Brown uh, from North Carolina. And so what she has is uh, the, the Road to 100 initiative. And so it's the continual, continual um, education of women to become Cicerone certified beer servers. Nice. Um, and then you can go on up from that. But yeah, man, it, it's, um, you know, as I shot the photos, some of the women were like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. I said, this is perfect. I said, this is the reason why I'm doing this calendar. Right. You know, so and definitely if this is your first time, if this is anybody's first time hearing the word Cicerone, so it's the equivalent of like a wine sommelier, mm-hmm. except it's for beer. So it's somebody that's like an expert in beer, and there's four different levels of Cicerones. Uh, the first one is a certified beer server. 
Uh, then there's uh, the one that's just called Cicerone, there's an advanced Cicerone, and there's a master Cicerone, which apparently, I think there's only like 18 master Cicerones in the, in the entire world. Wow. Do that uh, research, Leo. Yeah, Do yeah. that research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I'm talking about. So um, if you're interested in that and you're a woman of color, go look into that because it's, it's an amazing thing. And, uh, and we need more women of color, we need more people of color uh, to, be, to be Cicerones and to, and to get into beer. Uh, it's a welcoming industry. I'm a person of color as well. I've been in the industry for almost six years now, uh, and I absolutely love it. So if you're interested, let us know. Uh, you can actually find us uh, at the Texas Beer Experience on Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, <laughs> YouTube. Um, send us a message, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and w one other question I had for you, uh, Rodney, where can, where can we go find this wonderful calendar and how can we buy it yeah m most definitely so i do want to um kind of piggyback on what you said um it, it is my calendar is women of color but but this um but her road to 100 initiative is for all women you know whatever walk of life that you come from that's great. if you want to become uh, educated in beer you know um, then you can like i said this was the 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 uh, platform that i stood on was women of color in craft beer because I saw the the need uh, or the lack of diversity here especially in Houston you know mm -hmm. I mean we have probably over 70 breweries here in, in, in Houston I think we're getting pretty close area, to it yeah you know sure. and, and and with that being said it was just no I, I don't think any yeah they may have like um like right now we're in we're in um in Spindle Sap so we have Kayla and people like that that are actually like you're in higher up um I guess um, I, I guess in the levels when it comes to running a brewery and things yeah, Kayla's like that. Yeah, Kayla's a taproom manager here. Yeah. she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and so getting to meet her, interact with her briefly, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's one thing that I definitely see that there there needs to be brought to 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 attention of, um, and just giving women confidence to be able to say, hey, I see a taproom manager. Yeah, I can go here and have this beer and not be treated like this. You know. And so that was one thing that I wanted. Um, the next question you asked was, um, how can they get this? How can they get this calendar? So um, you can go to um, Craft Beer Pyre on um, on um, Facebook, and so it's Craft Beer and then the Pyre. And so the Pyre is just like the Empire, you know. And the Empire was all about um, there was no there was no place that the Empire couldn't go. You know, and so I actually came up with the name, um, uh, I'd probably say in like 2010. Um, and so my main focus was to the the show was Boardwalk Empire. It was all about this gangster named Nookie Thompson. And Nookie wanted to be in everything. He wanted to be in the brothel. He wanted to be in the bar. He wanted to be in the boutique. Right. And so that's the same thing for me. I don't want anybody to say, Hey, you can't you can't come in the scotch. You can't come in the whiskey. You can't, but no beer is it, it, it encompasses everything. And so when I came up with the name Craft Beer Pyre, that's what it is. It's like, yeah, a gangster. Yeah, he's supposed to stick with drugs and everything like that. But I wanted to be, hell, I might want to do distribution. You know, so whatever it is that I want to do in craft beer, um, this Craft Beer Pyre name will encompass it all. And, and so that was the reason for it. But in order to uh, purchase the calendar, you'll go to um, to either Facebook. You can find me at Rodney Woodard. 
or um, you can find me at um, Instagram, at, uh, right? Yeah, on Instagram at craft dash beer pyre, and that way you'll be able to click on the bio in my link, and it'll take you straight to to order the calendar. And we'll be sure to link that up on the show notes. Uh, uh, once you start following the podcast, you can find that in the show notes. We'll make sure anything uh, that we're talking about today, including the calendar, will be uh, linked up for you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Rodney. Appreciate hey, you, man. Most definitely, Leo. Thank so, you, man. Bobby, you're a photographer. What got you into photography and specifically beer photography? I think it's pretty natural whenever you have two things you like, if you can merge them. If you can find a way to merge them, you're yeah. going to do it. And so I I would say I got into them about the exact same time. Uh, I've always been a tech guy. And, uh, I mean, I'm looking at our phones. They're all on the table. I think you both have Galaxy phones. The um, best my, phones. Yeah. The best. <laughs> Androids. Android. Yeah, y'all, y'all both are Android. I'm, I'm yeah. an iPhone guy. I'm, I'm a back and forth. Um, I'm a fair weather fan. I'll jump whenever. I, you know what? I might be. I might have to jump back to to Apple just to get on the uh, the clubhouse. Clubhouse, thing. yeah, right. Yeah, we we're just talking about that. So yeah, clubhouse. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a fair weather fan. I I'll jump whenever I think one has an advantage um, over the other. And but I mean, the one thing they sell on phones is, is cameras. Like that's what they push. If you cool. watch a, a phone big announcement, they talk about the camera for most of that. And so I think phones pushed me into the camera space. Um, and it got deeper to where I had to buy a camera um, and, and just start learning it and wanted to make more, more engaging content um, and set yourself apart. And it's not all about gear, um, but gear cool. helps. And so once I felt like I had capped out on the cell phone area, I moved on, on to cameras. At that same time, um, I was getting into the craft beer scene heavier. Um, I was working for Back Pew and doing some other things. So. They just kind of melded as I was learning both of them. Um, I met a few friends along the way that were heavily influenced by craft beer. Um, and it just, as I learned from them, we learned over a pint. We would learn at a different brewery. We would meet up, take some shots, and it just seemed to always be over a beer or at, a, at some brewery release. And so it just naturally grew that way. Um, and then, like I said earlier, it's uh, when we're in the group Facebook pages, like I think we all three are, um, it's fun to go to an event, capture it, maybe capture some moments, capture some beer, and be able to share it with people and uh, help breweries, uh, you know, I don't want to say build hype, but help them let people know that, hey, there was an event going on or we got this going on. I mean, you and I were at DECA the other day, yeah. and it's a, it's a smaller place. So I think we both posted, I don't think I took any crazy shots, but we both posted we were there. And you do that to let people know it's open, you know, and, and let it know and hope that it grows right. and help support another small business. So as a photographer, while I'm trying to grow, it's, it's a dual purpose at that point, because at that point you're thinking, well, I'm trying to help get these shots out there and get a little bit of recognition. So why don't I also help somebody with my shots? So taking pictures and, and posting them, not only am I putting my name out there, but you're helping some brewery, you know, put their business out there as well. A lot of them don't have advertisement yet, and you use social media as their main means. Um, so it's kind of just naturally grew that way. And like I said, it's more a community thing. And if anything, that's what this podcast, you know, blog posts or, you know, however you interact with us, it's, that's what it's about. It's about Texas beer, local beers uh, in, in Texas. Now, the majority of us, we all live in the Houston area, so you'll probably hear more about 
Houston beers, but we, there will be times where, you know, we'll venture off to Austin or Dallas or other parts of other parts of, uh, of this wonderful state that we live in and, and talk about those breweries. Like, like DECA, DECA is a small brewery that just opened two weeks ago uh, and they just kind of hit the ground running. They have some fantastic beers. Uh, they're over in Porter, Texas off of 494. Highly encourage you to look them up. That's D-E-C-A, DECA Brewing. Um, they have everything. I mean, they have a brown, they have a hazy IPA, they have a Berliner. Whatever style you think, they probably have a variation of it, and they're all really well done. I think it was 14. I think 14. 14 different. When we went the other day, it was 14. It was. Like, for an opening, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So, and they're making everything that people want to drink these days, you know, from a good blonde, you know, to a hazy IPA, just everything that you would want to drink, and they're all solid. Sure. Definitely recommend going there. We're probably going to do a podcast in the future uh, with those guys, with Jeff and his team uh, doing a great job over there at DECA. Um, what are we drinking today? So I, so we're at Spindle Tap, and so I'm actually drinking uh, a, a kind of a, a parody beer, I guess you would call it. So you've definitely, you've, if, you've, if you're into beer, you've probably heard of a, of a beer called Pilsner or Kell. Uh, it's a German or Czech, it's actually Czechoslovakian uh, a Pilsner. That's one of the oldest breweries in the world. And it's one of the best beers that you'll ever have in your life. So Spindletap decided that they would uh, kind of do a little riff off of that and make a beer called Pilsner Urkel. Now, if you grew up in the 90s, you might know where that comes from. It's from a little show called Family Matters. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's a really probably the best character in that in that in that show was a uh, was a guy named Urkel. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think what, some of his famous lines were like, uh, "Did I do that? What else? What else? Am I missing something? Or you got any cheese?" <laughs> Definitely. Those, did I do that? Is the one I always remember. Did I yeah, do that? For sure. So, and then so, the snort after. Oh, yeah, the snort. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely the the nerdy <laughs> snort. That made me kind of cough a little bit. <laughs> but. Uh, so anyway, so Spindletap did a little riff on that. It's actually pretty good. It's a nice little Pilsner. Uh, has a nice little bit of a back, back end bite that I particularly like uh, in a good Pilsner. So if you're in the area, I know I think you can only get it here. They didn't put it in the market uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> they would probably get a quick cease and desist for that one. But uh, definitely come by Spindletap and try that beer. It's a really nice beer. A couple other beers that I've had here today was a collab beer that they did with Yakima Chief Hops, which is one of the big, bigger hop farm uh, companies here in the country. Uh, they did a beer with Idaho 7 that was absolutely delicious. Uh, really nice pineapple flavors. Uh, it's a hazy IPA, which is what Spindletap is known for. Uh, definitely come by and try that. I'm gonna take a six pack, a four pack uh, with me today before I leave as well. Um, Bobby, what, what was the beer that stood out for you today? Whether it's the one that, that I had in the cooler, uh, that I brought with me, or that was here from Spindletap. So I'm I, full disclosure. I'm not drinking right now. I won't lie. You're not even on the podcast. Uh, I'm feeling good. I had a what few is today. What's that beer that you have? What, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, so no, I've had a few today. Um, the last one I had here at Spindletap was Val of Silence. Really good. Uh, 
I mean, you could tell me more about it. Was a, it's a barrel-aged double. It's correct? a Belgian double. It's a barrel-aged Belgian double, which they've done in the past, but I think they changed the name of it, mm -hmm. the name of it, because it used to be a different name, or maybe they changed the name because it was a different type of barrel they put it in. Yeah. Uh, when I've had the, the previous version in the past, and I don't remember what the name of it was, uh, it was one of my favorite beers here. Um, just super sweet. It tasted like you were like drinking candy basically. It really, it, it was, it was super sweet. Um, what stood out to me more on this time was it had almost a coconutty uh, Ooh, back nice. into it. Yeah, okay. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I gave it to my wife when she was here earlier to, to double down on that. Is this coconut or am, you know, am I crazy? She, she also tasted it. Uh, before that, I, uh, I had diamonds. Diamonds is just, it's called diamonds in my mouth. It's a double IPA, I believe it's 8%. Uh, it's one that y'all that uh, that Spindle Tap has done, I think three or four times now. I think it's the fourth release of it. Right. Um, and I don't miss out on it when they put it out. It's one of my favorite ones that I've had here. Um, and then I also had a Justin, so that's another double IPA. And then what Leo was pointing at, he said uh, maybe not one that I had, maybe one that was in the cooler. I believe is uh, we have a favorite. Leo introduced me to it. It's a Texas favorite um, from Live Oak, and it's the Pre-War Pills. Um, and it's a Pilsner. They're having a lot of fun with it up at Live Oak. You can literally get it in the old can where you have to puncture the top to get into it with an old can opener. Yeah. And uh, if if you're a Pilsner fan, you're gonna love it. Um, but what I love about it is just the mouthfeel. It doesn't it doesn't skimp you on the mouthfeel at all. It's not like one of your crisp, clean Pilsners that that is just gonna have I don't know that that clean bite to it. It has a full mouthfeel for a Pilsner. It does. And uh, I'm an IPA guy myself, um, guilty, but that Pilsner, it doesn't matter if it's December or July, that Pilsner is going to go down smooth. Um, and as soon as I saw it in this cooler, it was his last one. Yeah. I unapologetically unapologetic No, it's all good, it. man. I love to shake a beer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's how I started my day, and that was the best way to start it. <laughs> and uh, I would say so far, un unfairly, um, that's been one of my favorite beers this year. And so, unfairly, that was also my favorite beer today that I've had, and I just love it. It's a, it's a Texas beer out yeah. of Austin, Live Oak, like we said, and uh, I'm taking a little break right now as we're doing this podcast. So My only disappointment on that beer was that when we picked it up in Austin a couple weeks ago is that it wasn't in the old-style cans, because yeah. they had the regular the regular flip-top cans. So, uh, but yeah, one of my favorite beers as well. Uh, get it on draft if you can. It's a fantastic beer. Uh, I think my favorite beer today, man, is kind of shocking to me because, and I've had it already, and it's also from Live Oak. Mm -hmm. I don't like smoked beers. You were telling me that. I yeah. don't like them. Like, I want to like them because, I mean, I like brisket, I like smoked meats, but I just, for whatever reason, they just, I, I'm, so, most, most of the time, I feel like I'm drinking a dirty Astro. <laughs> I don't know why, it's just weird, but, Live Oak, for whatever reason, their smoked beers are fantastic. And they've had, I've had three different ones. And the one we had today was, a, I, I, I don't remember what it was called. It's a smoked Schwarz beer. I think it's just called Schwarz Smoke or something like that, right? I'm gonna look it up. Right. I'm gonna look it up while we're talking about it. Schwarz or Rausch. Schwarz or Rausch? Schwarz or Rausch. Thank you to my lovely wife for, for also, interjecting there. Also a librarian there. and li yeah. linguist. Yeah. My lovely wife has a, a great brain and she remembers a lot, which as a wife, that's what you're supposed to do. Always remember, you remember when you told me that? That's, yeah, that as a, as a husband, that's something that you often hear, right? Anyhow, 
that beer was fantastic. It has a, it, it, so they use some kind of a smoked malt. I'm not sure what kind of malt they use, but it has a savory element to it. And I, it's, it may sound ridiculous, but I, I feel like I'm almost drinking a really nice slice of like fatty brisket. It, I, I don't know. You're, like, you're not wrong. I'm looking at the untap. Yeah. You want me to read what the description is to you real go quick? Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, Swarger Rausch, like we said, and yeah. uh, I guess it has an alias called Black Smoke, um, is a smoked black lager, dark but with a little roast character. This beer has been predominantly featured as a beechwood smoked malt flavor. The smokiness mingles with layers of darker malt flavors and is braced with noble hop character. Fermented cold and clean with our lager yeast. This is a beer that highlights the complexity that smoke adds to a traditional dark lager, which that's a little more than most people give you on Untapped. Definitely. <laughs> but Definitely. Hey, without also that's saying a whole lot, that's yeah, so, no, this is Untapped. That's okay. the description on Untapped. That's yeah. fantastic. I've seen some descriptions like, this beer is good, drink it. <laughs> yeah, or just whatever <laughs> right. yeast or hop is in it, exactly. the most bare, bare bones. But yeah, no, I would agree. When you told me it was a smoked beer, I I'm delicious. down to try anything. It was, it was delicious. You liked it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, because I'm a big Scotch guy, so that was. Uh, and that likes, I liked the really peaty Scotch scotches also. Yeah. Yeah. It felt yeah. like a campfire. It was like a campfire in my mouth, dude. <laughs> yeah. Campfire whatever does. whatever Live Oak is doing with smoked beers, just keep doing it. You know, because I've had like, you know, like, you know, so the Alaskan smoked porter, which is not a Texas beer, so obviously from Alaska, mm-hmm. it's a beer that's won gold medals several times in the smoked beer category at GABF and I've had it several times because I want to like it but man it's just I can't mm. I can't do it have, maybe you're supposed to have like a, a sliver of a smoked uh, salmon or something like that <laughs> some locks some, 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 yeah. some locks on, yeah. on a on a on a piece of bread or something like that yeah. that sounds that's that probably, sounds fantastic that's actually probably really, that's probably what it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be yeah. no, man, actually what I'm drinking man I um I'm a, I'm a big fan of the spindle tap, like the. I'm a big fan of the the spindle tap, the juice thins and stuff like that. Yeah. So what did I have today? I had um, something light. I had something light because we're having chili, and so I didn't want it to de- to to detract from the flavor of the chili. So what was the flavor that I had, Leo? Oh, so you're t- are you talking about hyper light from Backview? No, no. So no, I, I did have that one. But it was the one that was here from Spindle Tap. Oh, it Calavera. Was Calavera, yes. yes. That's a really a nice, nice beer. Little Vienna, Vienna hops. You yeah, know, I yeah, just yeah. wanted something Mexican that was going to be yeah. light. You know, something that was still flavorful, you know, man? Because I realized it's not all about, sometimes I don't want to get like slizzard, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get shit-faced. Like, I want to still be able to function for the rest of the day, you know? That's a perfect beer for that. When I used to work here, man, that was that was everybody's favorite. Once they, Once it was made, that was like they call that the shift beer. Yeah, it's your so when you were done with your shift, like that's what I want to drink. Something easy, something flavorful. That's just beautiful, and I yeah. love that beer for and, sure. But what I'm drinking right now is uh, mutton busting. Mutton busting. Man, this is it's still five and a half percent. Still, so you got the dry hoppiness, um, dry hop wheat ale, but it's it's I love the. The it hops drinks, that come in. It drinks like a pale ale. It, 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 it really does. It doesn't drink like a wheat beer. It drinks no, like a pale ale. Because you get yeah. the hops from it. The hops immediately jump on your palate. And then after that, it's like mellowed out by the wheat. By the wheat in the beer. And it's really, um, 
I love the way that that wheat and sweetness sweetness just lingers lingers throughout. It's really it's really good, man. Yeah, I love Definitely. that beer. Thank so you, that man. that's a brewery I currently work for. Uh, good stuff over there at Bagpee. That mutton busting is one of the rodeo beers that's out right now. The other one is uh, Bronx Stomper, uh, super just punchy in the face. West Coast Double IPA. It's like nine and a half percent. That's like the first beer I drink every time we have a meeting over there. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's, it, I, it's I my favorite love that. beer. I, so good. Yeah, so good. So good. Even a year old. A year. I drank a year old Bronx Stomper. Oh yeah. It's still good. If you, it, it was kept cold for a year, and I was like, man, all right, I gotta try it, and it was good. Not, not the hops aren't as obviously not as predominant yeah, in it, a but a little more floral. Did yeah, yeah. A lot of those West Coast ones get a little floral. A little more floral. Little, floral yeah. Older, yeah. Yeah. Not a ton of aroma, but man, the flavor was just spot on. That's so, what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. Go get that beer. So if you live in Houston, that's where you can get it. H-E-B, Specs, Hole Wine. Or if um, you see Leo on the street. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, flag <laughs> me down. I'll give you one. Yeah. Don't do that, actually. It's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not here in Texas. We have the three-tier law that's... Uh, that's pretty uh, stringent here in Texas. So, it, yeah. it can be, for sure. It can be. So um, we appreciate you guys listening to us. We do want to, there's like a segment that I want to do every week that's, because we, we want to focus and, ad, and and be advocates for, for Texas beer and, and breweries. Uh, but sometimes, you know, interesting things happen that are not in Texas that are in beer or alcohol, per se. So I ran into something that, at first, I thought it was a joke yesterday that somebody posted on Twitter. Um, and it was a picture of hard seltzers with Sonic syrups in it. So Sonic hard seltzers, like for sure that's a joke. So I immediately Googled it, Sonic hard seltzer, and it's, it's a real thing. So Coop Brewing Company in Oklahoma, I'm not sure where they're at in Oklahoma, um, but they, they apparently did a deal with Sonic, where you know, I think May 1st is when those those uh, hard seltzers are gonna be in the market. I'm not a hard seltzer fan, but I, I fucking love Sonic. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, go ahead, we, Bobby. We, well, we talked about this like a little bit before this started, and I, I told you I had questions, but I was gonna save them for the podcast. So I know nothing about it. You told me a little bit. So these are the, like, yeah. are these are the, is like a cherry limeade or like is these like the sonic flavors yeah the sonic flavors so like cherry limeade ocean water all the like Amazing. your favorite flavors uh they're gonna be like in mixed 12 packs apparently uh though at least those are the pictures that were posted on social media um you know like i said i'm not a seltzer guy no me either but but, but i'm a sonic guy i love like, sonic yeah, yeah and i'm definitely at least i'm at least gonna buy one 12 pack just to try it and good and 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 if you're at coop and you're listening to this, good job. Yeah. Damn. Who got, I mean, who got that? That's salesman of the year. Whoever yeah, yeah. walked whoever, into Sonic whoever, and got that. Yeah, yeah. Whoever got that deal, <laughs> like that guy deserves a bonus. Or girl, whoever it was. <laughs> they deserve a bonus for sure. The sales game is hard. And when you can set yourself apart uh, in this industry, you've, you've done something. And man, like for me, Sonic Hard Seltzer. That's probably going to be the first 12-pack I'll ever buy in a hard seltzer for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm mark yeah. me down on that. I've, I'm guilty of, uh, I think this was mainly in my youth, buying a uh, cherry limeade and throwing like a vodka in there. Ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, that reminds me of like when I was in high school, and when I saw so I grew up in Crosby, 
uh, which is kind of like east of Houston, and uh, we had an open campus. And so there was a, literally, there was a Sonic across the street, so we could go mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and get lunch there or whatever. And yeah, that was a thing, man. Like there was always somebody that had some rum oh, yeah. or vodka. The, the little bear, 40, the little, little bottles oh, yeah, that you yeah. can get at the uh, 40, A 44-ounce cherry limeade, put a little vodka in there, go back to school, nobody was, nobody was none the wiser. Yeah, you my never wife did that, has Rodney? never heard that story. No? I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, you know, I, I wasn't that dude, you know? I mean, yes, I, I after football was over and stuff, we did um, drink alcohol. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. asking you to expose your high school. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, in general, but, but in no, general, it doesn't but, have to be high school. But, but yeah. no, I, I've never been. Um, I've never been about the sugar. Yeah, I so I, you, I yeah. usually like my stuff. I want to taste my alcohol. Right. You yeah. know, I usually drink yeah. it neat, or I drink it with a few splashes of water. There you go. So I, I was that, never uh, about that one. So I think that's more on the maturity side. So that's where I was going with like in high school, I was putting vodka in a cherry limeade. When you get a little older and a little, you know, more educated and. You want to appreciate your alcohol. Yeah. When you're a kid, if you have alcohol, you don't care what it is. You know. Yeah. And you're I, like a two-year-old. You're yeah, like, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think my first drinks I ever had, then you know, it kind of brings a, brings a nostalgia to it when you talk about a hard seltzer, and uh, were cherry limeades, ocean waters, uh, Sonic sunrises, all those kind of things, Ooh. where where I would put a little bit of vodka in them. Um, hey. And, and enjoy them. Those were probably the first alcoholic beverages that I ever had. That sounds delicious, dude. Sonic, well, the Sonic sunrises. sunrises. To oh me, if I was like, uh, you see, that was the lingering. That was the lingering thing when you said <laughs> yeah. you said the that Sonic the sunrise. Was, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, my uncle used to make uh, Tahitian sunrises. See? Yeah, yeah, but those Ooh. those those sunrises. It's just something about those sunrises. So man. good. Right. So I actually, so like, I have the picture pulled up here on Twitter. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Texas Beer Experience. And that's the last thing I actually tweeted about. So there's two, two different 12 packs. There's a citrus variety pack and a tropical variety pack. So the tropical variety pack will have four flavors. Uh, we're looking at melon medley, ocean water, mango grow or mango guava, and orange pineapple. And the citrus variety pack will have original limeade, cherry limeade, classic lemonade, and lemon berry. So, looking at that now, just a tiny bit disappointed yeah. because I like a cranberry limeade. Okay. So, I kind of wish they had put the cranberry limeade in the citrus variety pack, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try those. So, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, after we leave here, I mean, I, I know I have a few other events. I have another event I have to go to. This is one of the busiest men in yeah. uh, the craft beer Houston. For sure. Yeah. For I just sure, want to yeah. make sure that, you know, man, but I got to make sure I get some sleep, dude. Like, if I wasn't doing anything else, I'd be going home and going to sleep. I kid you not. <laughs> but since, um, since man, I didn't realize marketing his calendar, Leo was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I'm just like, man, I, that that's some good shit. Hell yeah, I would love to do that. I would love to do a fucking podcast. Yeah, let's do it. And then he pulls out. We got these professional mics here in front of us. Leo is over there testing our voices, almost like a pH balance or some shit. First you class. know, he's like, oh, he's man. like, um, you're a little bit too high, um, right there. Okay, get excited, right there. We're gonna keep the voice right there. So yeah, man, he he's on another level, you know. But just to be, just to just um, like I said, I'm happy to be on this podcast to know Leo. 
uh, when he presented the idea to me, man, it, it's um, it, it it's, uh, it's it's resounding um, to be like it, it's something that that I've been thinking about, you know, and, and definitely to be on this to be on this podcast, however often I am or, or whatever it is, I'm doing it once a month or whatever it is. Definitely, thank you, thank you for that, man, and definitely thank you for inviting me out. Absolutely, to the, man. Uh, Anytime, man. To the chili cook-off, man. Oh man, um, we had a blast today. We it, didn't win. It like all the chili is put up right now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hey, if somebody brings in another fucking can of chili or whatever, <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> be like, I can't. There's a lot so of chili I, here I want today. to paint a visual. This is hard to do. This is just audio. Come on. But paint. there was a time today during the chili cook-off where we all saw this. Rodney had a, when we all buy six packs in the craft beer or any beer world, uh, craft beer especially, you have the plastic sixer top. Which pack is, techs, they're called pack techs. Pack techs, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah the exact same yeah. Rodney had the genius idea of turning one of those upside down and was able to put six different bowls of chili that fit perfectly into a pack tech, <laughs> made his way back to us. Are there pic- there's pictures, right? Yeah, I think there's pictures. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to put it up we'll on, put it, on Twitter. We'll, and we'll put it up on yeah. Twitter and Instagram to, to show y'all. It made the perfect Genius. tray. And then uh, he had those, and I think he went out for seconds. After that is when he came back about adamant of never wanting chili again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I'm done. Man. You'll change your mind tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as somebody comes across, like, yeah, <laughs> the best chili. But no, man, it's, um, like I said, this chili event, it was really, it was really cool just to see how inclusive it was, you know. Mm-hmm. Just the people, the the, the restaurants, the um, the individuals that that come out every year that do this. It was, it was something that this is my first time doing, it, you know. But what it brought back is those um, experience of being in the um, this right now. Everybody right now, you're in Houston. You're gonna be at the at the at the rodeo cookoff. You about to be at the barbecue cook-off right now. Yeah. Right now, since we have COVID, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like it's damp. It puts a, it's put a damper on that. But that's what we be doing right now. Cause look, that weather out there, it's no sun. It's it's raining and drizzling and stuff like that. Man, that's perfect weather for barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we do in Texas. It's like barbecue, sun up, sundown. It's barbecue. And I'm then, just happy to be wearing shorts today after a week ago. Shorts. If you walked out in shorts, man, you would have been, you would have been an icicle. Yeah, eighteen degrees, <laughs> twelve degrees, and then eighty degrees the next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven days negative. later. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, negative, negative, negative temperatures. Um, but you know what, man? It's uh, it's global warming, but that shit burned. I don't like the cold. It felt like a rash <laughs> that you can never get rid well, of. The, and the problem here is that it's it's. It's a wet cold. Yeah, it's always a wet cold. We don't it's get a, a dry wet cold. cold. It's yeah. not. It's not like the dry cold, like a, probably like in Alaska or something like that. Penicillin. Cold. It hurts. Penicillin. It hurts. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah, that shit burned, man. It was like, it was something that I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You know, Just watching the snow blow in and it blows and and swirls up and. That shit hit your hand. That, that don't feel good. We're not used to it. We're no, not used to it at all. that's not that's not a Texas thing for sure. At least not this part of the part of Texas. I think no. Dallas probably deals with it a little bit more than we do. But man, in Houston, like, but it I goes, mean, it goes both a ways. Day. Because even here we have the humidity. Oh, and, yeah. And Dallas doesn't, so they have the dry heat. Um, it's it's different. You go to Dallas, it's 100 degrees. 
I mean, 100 degrees is 100 degrees. I'm not going to cough at that. And But 100 degrees in Houston. Anyone that gets off an airplane that's never been in Houston. Oh, yeah, man. It feels yeah, like you're walking into a sauna. Of, yeah, yeah you feel kind of wet, oh, yeah. wet yeah. and moist. Oh, it's, you know? And then on top of that, you have to wear a mask right now. Oh, my goodness. Dude. Like, hey, you know. It's almost you can't breathe sometimes. So this time of the year, it, it lets me know how in shape I am, right? And so <laughs> Thanks, if I'm able Rodney. to put a mask. <laughs> I feel like you just told me I was fat, Rodney. Thanks. No, no, morally obese, maybe, but no, oh, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so Rodney's no, mic man. just got cut off. No, 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 man. You know that damn BMI, that BMI scale, that that doesn't mean anything. Cause my BMI right now it says that I'm overweight. I'm like 20 pounds overweight on my BMI. So uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if BMI matters. I think it's just feeling good that matters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, feeling good like I should. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Well, hey everybody, we're gonna go ahead and sign off for our first episode. We appreciate y'all joining us and listening to our first podcast. Right now you can find us on Spotify uh and Google Podcasts. Uh in the future we'll, we'll be on all the other major podcast uh, uh networks like Apple, uh and I'm sure I'm missing some, but uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. If you can, leave us a review uh, and definitely subscribe to the podcast. We will probably have our next one posted, uh, episode two, in about a week or so. Thanks again. And don't forget, please support your local breweries, drink Texas beer, and have a great weekend. Cheers. Cilantro. Cilantro? I like that. Cilantro. Cilantro.